Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Matt's yeah. having fun because he's trying to take over the intro by saying <laughs> yep. If you didn't it hear probably that. wasn't even picked up probably by the not. mic. That's all right. We're having fun. Um, welcome to a public holiday recording in Queensland here. Yeah, isn't um, it lovely? We just want to say happy birthday to the Queen. <laughs> or for May Day? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. What the fuck is it? I think... Is it Christmas? Because originally they moved the Queen's birthday to October. Yeah. No. I can't. It's something because... Who the fuck cares? It's politics. Yeah. But it's bullshit. It's a public holiday. Yeah. So thank you everyone for your birthdays. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely day to have a day off. Yeah. And be inside. Yeah, we're inside. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So it's there you dangerous go. to go outside. Oh, it is. I went outside the other day. Big mistake. No. <laughs> nearly died. But there's a... Where we, we just moved house and there's a park just down the road and it's got a basketball half court. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was like, let's like, go let's out. Let's go dunk. Let's go shoot some hoops, yeah. baby. Let's I've do it. Brushing up on <laughs> NBA 2K. <laughs> I'm going to do some layups That's and it. some shoot some threes. Take that 18-month-old and get him some Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got mildly sunburnt. Very, it was like gone in a day. But oh. still. Yeah, scary. Dangerous. Yeah. It wasn't even mildly discomfort. There's no discomfort at all. At all. It was just like a slight red tinge. Oh, man. But... I'm glad it's gone down. I don't want to look like that. But you do look quite tanned. That's just natural. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty nice looking. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> it's funny that I'm tanned when I, I'm like the least outdoors person. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It is. Anyway. Very bizarre. Anyway, yeah. this is episode 172. It's my exotic genealogy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's your, your inner glow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm pregnant. Makes your outside look tanned. <laughs> I got a vasectomy and they put a baby in me instead of stopping Ooh. me being able to put one in someone else. I hate it when they do that. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, video games. Don't go to Thailand to get a vasectomy next time. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. Yeah. Anyway. I'm basically the bald guy from Game of Thrones now. Oh, dear. The uh, the eunuch, eunuch, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except without the sort of political clout, uh, yeah, clout, really, <laughs> or any clout. <laughs> that sucks. So, Sorry, man, should we talk about some games? As I was trying to say, this is episode one seventy two of yeah. the Dropper Gaming Podcast. <laughs> I don't even think we've got to that yet. Yeah, I think you did. Oh, I don't know how we got to basketball, but anyway, yeah. Oh, we went outside. I oh, mean, I did. You did. Let's stop repeating ourselves. (laughs) So there's been a fair amount of shit happening. Immediately after we recorded the previous podcast, Xbox announced that they acquired Bethesda Mm. for $7.5 billion, which is pretty crazy. Like at this stage, it's been like two weeks since that happened. Yeah. So you've probably all heard about it, but like seriously, that is fucking huge. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, the, the pedigree of Bethesda is is unquestionable. You know what I mean? Like they haven't been as good re- in recent years, no. but um, like but to was, pick up a publisher yeah. and like eight studios or something 
mm. is a massive acquisition. The acquisition yeah. itself, I believe, doesn't go through until the end of next financial year, which in America, I'm pretty sure yeah. is like April to March. Yeah, I think so. So it's probably going to be end of next year, beginning of 2022 for it to file for the action the full yeah. acquisition to go through. Yeah. But regardless of that, it's like huge. Mm. Did so. they bring out Outer Worlds? Yes. So the that's obviously, the DLC is going to be across everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the Outer Worlds was the last thing that um, Obsidian put out to everyone. Yeah. And um, yeah, they've just released a new DLC for it, which is called Peril on Gorgon. Mm. Or Peril at Gorgon or... On, pretty sure. Yep. So I played through that. May as well talk about it real quick. Sure. We're um, on topic. Yeah, why not? We'll go back to Xbox Series <laughs> nice X segue. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a new expansion for the Outer Worlds. If you listen to our episode where I talked about the Outer Worlds last year, um, I really, really enjoyed it, which is mm. kind of unbiased because I really love Obsidian and the way that they write and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was basically like space fallout new vegas mm. so and it was a bit of a secret too like we didn't really like we knew of it but all of a sudden it was like and here's this game yeah and there was like, holy fuck there this was is a, a few, massive fucking game yeah there was a few trailers and stuff that they put out for it yeah. but like it was fucking awesome mm. so yeah so the new expansion peril on gorgon it's about six to eight hours long depending on how much you dick around so Basically, it doesn't really add anything new to the game except for some extra perks. There's no like new features or anything oh, like okay, that. Yep. You get some new perks. There's a level cap raised to level 33. Do you have to buy the DLC? Or was yeah, it? it's okay. like 15 bucks or 12 oh, bucks right. or something. Yeah. Um, Chunk change. Yeah, just throw it around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, Spend but, more so, on hats. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the good thing about it is that the game was really good, so it's really nice to have just extra stuff to explore and do. Mm. So what they've added is a new location called Gorgon, which is basically a meteor asteroid thing. It's like a big area that you can explore and stuff. Cool. Um, there's the nice new story, all the extra characters, like all your team mates. There's new dialogue recorded for them so oh, that they good. can like throw banter around while you're playing. Oh, that's good. Which they did in the other game. It's it's more stuff. Yeah, so it's basically just a really good expansion to the game. Mm. Um, Overall, I just think it's a great way to expand the game. And if you haven't played The Outer Worlds yet, when you do play it, pick up Peril and Gorgon as well because it's just extra for you to do while you're playing the game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So does it... Like, does it add to the game while you're going through the original, or do you uh, have to wait? Or I'm th- not sure. I'm not sure. Obviously, you finished it. Yeah, quite so a while I don't know ago. where it falls in, but I yeah. imagine it's like what the way it starts is that you, um, as you're traveling around, you get like a message on your computer on the ship, and it's a video message, and it's like, hey, I've got a delivery for you, a package. Yeah, dropping it off. We take no responsibility for what happens to it now. It's been delivered. Blah yeah. blah. And you open it, and it's an arm holding a. What was he holding? He was holding a gun or a something. And that leads you to the place that you've got to go. So I think you could get it at any time during the story if nice. you've got the DLC yeah. installed. That's pretty cool too. But yeah. Um, so, four out of five. Four out of five drop airs for that one. Yeah. Not I mean, bad. it's only DLC. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. 
Not bad. So let's get back to Xbox Series yeah. X. So they have been smashing it. Obviously, you, you mentioned the, the info on, on their new the Bethesda, Bethesda acquisition. acquisition. Yeah, so it'll be a long time. Like The acquisition doesn't even go through until the end of next year, probably. But mm. I think it's going to be even longer than that before we start seeing fruits from that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've got eight studios that are all working on stuff. Deathloop mm. is a Bethesda title, which is coming exclusive oh, to yeah. PS5, timed release. Mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo is also a Bethesda game which is a PS5 exclusive for the first 12 months yeah. or something. Yeah. So there's two games that Bethesda are publishing that Microsoft now own, which and are PS5 exclusive. exclusives. Yeah. That's Isn't so that funny. bizarre? Yeah. Yeah. That's like I was just saying just before we started recording, Microsoft should start like a subscription thing on PlayStation where you get exclusive access. Like, yeah, because one of the Game other Pass things... on PS5. Yeah, that's right. Well, one of the other things that they've just released, um, they started talking about the, um, the the Game Pass and how EA Access is part of it. Yeah, now. EA so Play. Yeah, EA Play. So they've basically added another 60 titles, which yeah. is... I mean, they're crap. Oh, well, they're, they're not great. <laughs> but... For it's just added who value. just yeah, and anybody who's already got it, you don't have to then go and pay. Like EA Access here was forty bucks a year. Yeah, so it's it's value for what you're paying for, really. Yeah, you know, it's it, added value. Plus, you get the ten. You, so you get everything from EA Play, which is the sixty or seventy titles or whatever. Mm. Ten hour up to ten hour. Um, what do they call it? Like, like timed exclusive, like a timed like preview sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can try games before you buy them. Yeah. Then there's also ten percent ten percent discount on DLC and games. Yeah. So, so it's a good deal. And EA are good. Yeah. You know, like it's you can't say that they only bring out shit titles. And yeah. when we say these games are shit, we're not saying that the games are bad games. They're yeah. just old games. Yeah, they're all like you they're play Mirror's Edge classics, and stuff like though. that. Yeah. You know, like if you just want to go, all right, well, I want to go and play. You know the old, um, you know, battlefield games. Jump back in and have a go at them. Yeah, like, they're fucking good games, uh, and there's still people playing them. Yeah, and so, there's like Need for Speed games on there, mm, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So, in terms of the value of Game Pass, there's no question on how good that is. And now you get it free if you've already got the you know, the Game Pass. Yeah. So that EA EA play stuff. So yeah, so definitely worth it. Um, and a lot of people are obviously quite excited about the Xbox anyway. Yeah. Because we were having a chat about it, you know, on our last podcast, I'm pretty sure. Where the pre-orders. The pre-orders just That's went they, bananas. Well, they hadn't started. I don't think they'd no, started yet. No, we talked yet. about the PlayStation yeah. and how that sold out within, you know, hours and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Don't know about numbers, obviously. Um, yeah. I've been, I've been sort of trying to do some analysis on what the numbers could be mm. based on like there's some numbers that have been put out by like what GameStop stores in Canada were given their allocation and stuff like that. But there's no hard numbers, so it's really hard to say. Yeah. You know, in Australia, we don't know at all. You'd have to speak to someone pretty high up at EB. I, so. yeah. I mean, maybe you could probably talk to a store manager, but because EB did all of their PS5 and Xbox pre-orders online only... Mm. the store managers may not even know what their store was allocated. True. Yeah. It might be online is handling everything and then they'll go, okay, 20 people from this store pre like set this That's store right. as their pre-order. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but there's no info on how many systems we actually got here. Mm. But I don't think we got 
talking about the Xbox pre-orders no, yet. I don't think we had. So the, it was kind of interesting because the PS5 one was a shamozzle. And that was because they said pre-orders will open tomorrow and then Walmart and a bunch of other places were like, nah, get fucked. We're doing it. And they put them all on sale and they were sold out within like 20 minutes, half an hour, a couple of hours, whatever. And a lot of people missed out. Yeah. And so people were pissed and then Mm. Xbox made like a snarky comment about how, oh, you'll know exactly when you can pre-order with Xbox. And then the Xbox pre-orders went live and surprising fucking no one... It was a complete shit show. Mm. They sold out within minutes. Yeah. Carl was a friend of the show, Carl, from Game Train Podcast, was online on the EB Games website at the exact moment that they went on sale and he yeah. didn't get one. Well, I was too. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really that excited, to be honest. And I was yeah. like, oh, should I, should I, blah, 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 you know, like... Have a look. And then I was, I was on my laptop, great internet, like 100 up, 100 down... Should have been no fucking issues at all. Yeah. Um, and I was able to... Like, this is at nine or at eight o'clock, sorry, yeah. on the dot. And I went into the pre-orders. I had to go and choose my store. I did all that shit. Then I pressed go, pre-order, yeah. and it gave me an error. Yeah. And it, it literally just said, oops, something's gone wrong, refresh. Something has gone Fuck. wrong. Fuck. And I knew straight away that there was going to be issues. So for the next... Five or ten minutes, I just kept trying, you know, and I still didn't get there. Yeah. You know, long ass loads. The longer I was on there, it went longer and longer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, bam, all sold out. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. You know, I have to just work. Yeah. So <laughs> then they, after that, they did what PlayStation did, which was, or what happened with the PS5, which was releases of shipments for later in the year. Yeah. And that sold out. Not as quick because it wasn't really advertised. No, it wasn't. Yeah. So we managed to get one mm. from that batch. So we'll have an Xbox Series X in December. Plus, I signed up with Telstra All Access. Yeah. Because, like, anyone who's listened to this show knows that I'm a gigantic PS5. I'm a PlayStation fanboy through and through, through and through. But, kind of. <laughs> but the Xbox Series X, like, I think Susie would say you weren't. But anyway. <laughs> As time goes on, I kind of like the benefits of the Xbox Series X speak for themselves. Yeah. And we've shat on it a bit because we're like, you know, there's no exclusives. Mm. PS5 is going to have exclusives at launch, two of which are fucking delayed Xbox, and yeah. also owned by Xbox, <laughs> which is bizarre. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in terms of like the actual system, so it, it's a bit of a weird situation because mm. we haven't really seen anything about the PS5. No, well, this is where it's slightly different from the Xbox. Yeah. Because literally zero noise from PlayStation since their their pre-order Yeah, they did their reveal where they revealed the price and date. Yeah. And then that was like, when the hell was that? That was like the 15th or something? Would have been around then. Something like that. Something like that. So, yeah, um, basically three weeks ago... Mm. um, and we just haven't seen any anything. Nothing at all. It, it's been frighteningly quiet from PlayStation. Um, whereas... Yeah, so it was the 16th. No, the 17th, because I pre-ordered on the 17th. Oh, okay. And yeah. so it went it live straight, straight after. Away, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 17th, which is two, two, nearly three weeks away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three weeks Since, gone. Yeah. And there's been nothing. There's been some stuff about some of the games on the PlayStation blog, but in terms of the actual hardware itself... 
and, and not even really great information. Like they talked about, they had to change the character of the oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, so they've revealed what the Spider-Man remaster is going to have, and that looks actually really good. They've put in ray tracing and all kinds of stuff like that. Like it's a massive upgrade. But they also talked about they went into a bit more about. Um, destruction all stars and mm. Sackboy and stuff like that but really they haven't shown us anything about the system apart from the fact that the controller has haptic feedback and adaptive yeah. triggers and the 3D audio mm-hmm. so on the flip side Xbox have already got their system prototype versions of their system in the hands of the press gaming yeah. press yeah. and so last week the first previews went live from those people who've got hands on and they were strictly only allowed to talk about three things backwards compatibility uh the quick resume function yeah and like load times Mm. and even with that like our previous conversations about ps5 versus xbox series x have mostly been about that's just a upgrade of the xbox one what's the point if there's no exclusives blah 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 yeah and i think it's really smart by microsoft to go focus on these things on Mm. your first um, yeah, run through. Yeah. So what they focused on is how do backwards compatible games run on the system? Mm-hmm. They run amazingly well. Yeah. So much better. Even like comparing an Xbox One X version of a game to an Xbox Series X version of a game. And they're both better than a PS4. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. The difference between Xbox One X, which is better than a PS4, to Series X is a noticeably big difference. Mm. Yeah. In terms of load times, in terms of graphical output onto the screen, frame rate, mm. everything. Then the quick resume function means that you can jump from one game to another and it takes about three seconds and the game loads up where you were last time mm. you were playing it to the point where it's so good that you can turn off the system for a system update, come back and still quick resume from the same place. Which is pretty amazing. Like these, this functionality... That's a full reset, basically. Yeah. And they're still retaining that memory yeah. to quick resume. Yeah. And so you look at it and you go, well, maybe I don't need first-party exclusives because I already have a PS4 or I already mm. have an Xbox One. Yeah. Um, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to get a PS5 because yeah. they're like stone-cold quiet about when next shipments are going to be. Right. Yeah. Xbox is sold out now too. Mm. But... I, like something tells me that Xbox have more units and they're going to have more available. Maybe it's just a, a feeling because of them being so vocal and yeah, open about what's yeah. going on. But in, They seem more prepared though. Like yeah. Just in general. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm a little bit biased to PlayStation as well. I like my PlayStation. It's because the PS4 was dominant yeah. this generation. We've been using it for seven years. Yeah. Almost exclusively because... Well, yeah, exactly. But it just, that's the way the cookie, cookie crumbled. Yeah. And they do just seem more prepared and, and more, um, I don't know, just more on the ball in my mind. Yeah. So, it's, it's almost as though they've, it's almost as though PlayStation have kind of slept on their success with the mm, PS4. Yeah. And they're like kind of cocky going into it. Mm. And then, Maybe they weren't ready to launch this quick because it is it has only been seven years. Yeah. But they weren't going to let Xbox have a year on them. No. So they had to make sure they were ready. Yeah, true. 
So, but, but yeah, they, everyone knows that they've been doing this. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no first, way. Was it 2017 when they state when they came out and talked about the Scarlet Project? Yeah, you know, like, how did PlayStation not go? I uh, no, we can wait. Yeah, no, will, they would have been doing as it soon as the PS4 years. launched, they would have had their R and D working on what's the next yeah, thing. Yeah, so it's been a long time coming. But the amazing thing to me is that you know technology changes so quickly. And literally, like, the technology that's going into these things was never around until maybe 12 months ago. Yeah. Not even a concept of some of the stuff, like the new yeah. hard drives and all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, those like, PCIe 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, they could have been going, yeah, we're going to put a PCIe 3 in it, or a 2, or whatever. And yeah. then all of a sudden there's an upgrade, and it's like, fuck, now we have to upgrade the chips, now we have to upgrade the connectors, now we have to upgrade all this other shit. Yeah. So... It, it kind of boggles my mind that they're waiting on all this other shit to be done. You know, like, if it was me right now, and I was in PlayStation's or Xbox's R&D teams, and I was in the best possible position I could, and I could spend whatever fucking money I wanted, yeah, I'd turn around and go, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out and buy a shitload of 3080s from NVIDIA, and just buy out all their fucking stock worldwide... So they can't even sell it to the you know to people with massive computers and shit. That's a two thousand dollar graphics card. Yeah. Take a hit on it. Sell the Xbox or the PlayStation for fifteen hundred bucks and say you will have the most amazing fucking thing that will ever be created in the next five years because yeah. they're not going to upgrade you know everything in five years. Yeah. So it would be the cutting edge of technology for at least a year or two. Yeah. And but you can't do that because you've got to be fucking waiting for this shit to come out, yeah. And then using old technology already, yeah. And well, the PCIe four stuff because I, I was having a bit of a read about it a couple of weeks ago, and it was like it was first um, sort of announced like four years ago, mm. but we haven't even seen anything come to market using PCIe four yet yeah. until like the tail end of this year which is when the new systems are launching mm. which is another reason why there's delays in production because yeah. it's brand new technology that's right um, mm. and it's not I don't think it's ever been done before from a console standpoint for a system to be that advanced yeah probably not and because um, that's the thing that's always fucked with my mind is you know like you can have a, a PC in your house yeah that you can literally upgrade every couple of weeks a component can be upgraded to yeah. either a new speed or a new tech or whatever uh, until you get to the point where it is brand new technology and you need to get a new motherboard because yeah. it now doesn't support it or you can't use it at its recommended usage yeah. because of that. You know, and it, it fucking blows my mind that now we're getting these PlayStations and Xboxes and again, they're apart from these hard drives, yeah. everything else has been superseded. Yeah. Like, literally, they are fucking old technology. Mm. And we're all excited about them and everything's going to be so good. But it's PCs fucking still old. Yeah. yeah. And I, I totally get it. I mean, they're a, a totally different kind of yeah. reason for having them when and you, all that kind of shit. Yeah. But in essence, they're the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's a computer that can play games in your lounge room with yeah. a controller. 
any PC can do that as well. Yeah, the ease of use of not having to upgrade and not having to worry about drivers and shit, that's where consoles yeah, exactly. flourish. That's but right. also, you look at like the PS3, that had a custom cell processor and mm. you know the, the actual technology going from what we saw by Mark Cerny's thing at the beginning of the year yeah. was that the PS5's solid-state drive is custom-made mm. with all the different pathways and shit to match match up perfectly with the, all of the architecture yeah. of their system. Yeah. So that's how they managed to eke out the most power or well, speed right. or processing, yeah. whatever. How everything works together. it's all perfectly made to work mm. together. Whereas a PC, yeah. you can try that and then you'll fucking throw out one piece of RAM and put another piece of RAM exactly in and you change right. the whole thing. Yeah. So that's why... Um, and that's what kind of was a almost an Achilles heel with the PS3 because it made it more difficult to develop games for it because it, they weren't cookie cutter. That's they had right. to be specially optimized for the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a feeling that we're having the same issue with PS5. So obviously we'll see more once the systems are out. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about with these new systems. And like I was saying, I think the Xbox Series X, I think we've been kind of cutting it a bit short on yeah. on what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at, like, if you're listening and you haven't seen these previews, go out and have a look at, like, Digital Foundry and The Verge and those websites, or even IGN if you want, to look or, at the side-by-side. You won't find any of this stuff because <laughs> yeah, you can lazy, like, but you, you know, just go there. <laughs> just have a visit. Yeah, leave a comment. Um, but you can go and check out all these previews <laughs> that have come out of the Xbox Series X talking about that backwards compatibility mm. and stuff. And I look at that and I play a game on my PS4 and I'm just like geez, I just want to be playing on a new-gen system. Even my PS4 games, because I know that they're going to load faster, they're going to run smoother, mm. it's just going to be an overall better experience. Yeah. And I'm here, here sitting with my freaking PS4 like a pleb, <laughs> watching load screens and having <laughs> fucking textures popping. Held. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah. So, But I think... That, combined with the Game Pass, I think mm. the Xbox Series X really, like even if you're just playing games from that are in your backlog, yeah. for yeah. free on Game Pass in a next-gen system, mm. they have nothing to worry about with first-party exactly. exclusives because yeah. you will literally have enough to play mm. and it'll be fun. You could jump onto Red Dead Redemption and watch a fucking 20-second load time instead of a two-minute load time yeah. and it will completely change how you fucking enjoy that game. That's right. You know, yeah. and that's the same with every backwards compatible compatible game well, that works. The, the other good thing about it for me, and I know we've spoken about some of these games, but there are games that I have that you know are sports games yeah. that have been updated every single year, and in my mind, maybe they're not a fail. That might be a bit too harsh, but they've changed you know parts of games for the annual updates mm. that broke it for me completely changed it like if I go perfect example NBA 2K 17-18 probably yeah. 18 was one of the fucking greatest NBA games I'd ever played um, I enjoyed everything about it they nailed so much of it then they completely fucked it in 19 yeah um, 18 was still hard but then they fucked it completely in 19 and this year they've brought back a lot of parts that are good and potentially taking out some of the bullshit, but the gameplay still is not as good as it was back then. Yeah. And if I can play 
17 and 18 again in an upscaled version with very minimal load times, yeah. I'll be fucking stoked. Yeah. Because I get to play the great games that I really enjoy and I don't have to worry about all the shit stuff. Yeah. And it'll still look better than the new yeah. ones do because they're upscaled. Exactly. So, and that's like what I've been talking about with CRPG games, like mm. Pillars of Eternity and stuff. Yeah. Pillars of Eternity 2 was a great game. But it had so many frame rate issues and massive load times. Mm. You put that on a system that's fucking ten times faster, yeah. like these next gen systems. Yeah. And that's a that's a freaking Xbox owned game now, Pillars mm. of Eternity. So yeah. it's got to be on Game Pass. Yeah. So you can go and play an awesome RPG mm. with none of the issues that lowered my score on it. Yeah. So, and that's the same with so many other games where like, should be perfect. Yeah. Like screen tearing, um, texture pop in frame rate drops. Mm. None of that shit will be an issue on a lot of those. Some games have frame rate caps and locks. Yeah. And those games obviously won't get the benefit of the extra power, Mm. but where there's a variable frame rate where if there's power, it'll use it. Mm hmm. Those games will run so much better, and that's yeah. what the majority of games are, and that's what you can see by going and looking at those side by side things right. on Digital Foundry and stuff. So I definitely recommend you go and check that out. Mm-hmm. I think going back to what you were saying about PlayStation not seeming ready, seeming rushed, um, we've been talking a bit, a bit about this outside of the podcast, and yeah, it just seems that um, I mean Xbox have had plenty of time because they just went Xbox One's fucked. Yeah. let it go let's focus on what's coming mm. and um yeah we've just seen nothing from playstation and we're seeing like the press have got their hands on the xbox series x That's right. microsoft are like acquired bethesda this this yeah. this like just pushing news so mm. much freaking super smash brothers new dlc is minecraft wow so there's four there's like enderman zombie and the chick and the dude what are their names yeah. <laughs> Steve and... Steve and Alex. Yeah. So you can play as them and there's like four levels as well in Super Smash. Mm. So that's a Microsoft property on Nintendo, but it's still yeah. a Microsoft thing that's in the open. And here exactly. we are sitting here going like, we don't even know what the fucking UI looks like on the PS5. We don't know mm. how any of the software, like the hardware, firmware, that kind of the UI, the OS, yeah, exactly. none of that. Yeah. We don't know how any of it works. We don't know how, what any of it looks like. We don't know mm. how the games fucking load. Exactly. There's no... Like, that quick resume thing on Xbox Series X is a fucking game changer. Yeah, it is. And if PlayStation 5 doesn't have that, then that's going to be a massive blow to the system because mm. that is so good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But it is. But being able to jump between games... Like, if you're like, oh, I want to play some Call of Duty and... That's a bad example because it's a multiplayer game. Mm. But you could quick resume and go straight to the select like matchmaking. Yeah, you know, and, and just start loading a match. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go through the game loading up. And mm. obviously, we don't know how long it takes for a game to load up on the new systems anyway. But it, it should could be, be really. Quick. It could be really quick. There's a lot of teraflops. Yeah, so it should be teraflopping good. <laughs> But yeah, so like it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. I really am hoping that we see something more from PlayStation. And Mm. I get that the argument of like, well, they've already sold out all their first and second probably shipments. So they don't have anything to worry about. They should feel confident in the first Mm. party games they've got coming. And yeah, they should. But that's no reason to take your foot off the fucking pedal. Because if you slow down, Xbox will overtake. Mm. They do not give a fuck. They're going to push hard. X Cloud's coming. 
I think XCloud's already launched in America. Well, it's kind now. of funny because at the moment it, it literally does seem like, you know, and for the last couple of years it's kind of seemed like Xbox has been looking at PlayStation and going, that's what we're competing against. That's where we want to be. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And it just seems like this from the outsider, obviously, but looking at what's happening now, Xbox is kind of going, we don't give a fuck what PlayStation do anymore. Yeah. We have our game plan. We're going to stick to it and we don't give a fuck anymore. Like we're, it's almost like for years, yes, they've been looking at it going, PlayStation 4 kicked our ass. Yeah. So now that we're getting to this new thing, it's like, we're wiping the slate clean. Yeah. We, we're no longer trying to compete to get to where they are. We're on a level playing field now. So yeah. let's just fucking go hard. And it does yeah. kind of seem like PlayStation's kind of going, we've been so far out in front for so long. Yeah. We don't have to fucking worry about what Xbox is doing. Yeah. But I think they'd be starting to get a bit worried about it now and just going, fuck, we're not even putting shit on on Facebook anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. you know, people are going to start thinking we're dead. I mean, all, all we've, scary. yeah, we're not seeing anything new coming out of them. I think PS5 is just starting to get, people are just starting to get hands on with it. Yeah. But all I've seen is like dodgy YouTube clips and shit like that. Like, yeah. you, you haven't seen an IGN like full fucking exactly. blow up, expose. Yeah. And you can't put any, type any thing. kind of relevance in those little shitty ones. Like, you yeah. go, oh, yeah, here's something. But because we had so much of that bullshit for the last 12 months, yeah. going, oh, here's the newest Xbox yeah. and place. Everyone is like, no, I'm fucking burned yeah. out on that shit. I'm not going to watch any of it or even listen to any of yeah. that crap anymore. What I want to see is official PlayStation blog posts, yeah. state of play streams, mm. digital foundry, breakdowns of the system yeah. and all of the ways that they work mm. comparisons side by side with the Xbox Series X IGN like doing a whole big thing about exactly. it exactly like you go on IGN and it's like they do the like panels at the top yeah. and like three of the four are Xbox Series X related mm. and the other one is not fucking PS5 <laughs> exactly. related yeah. and you're like what are you doing like I get that you sold all your units but like mm. You're letting Xbox it's have the fucking floor. Ends. Yeah. You need, they, I don't know, who the fuck's in charge of marketing over there? They're like sleeping. So. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe I really hope we see more because seriously, every time I see something about Xbox Series X and it looks fucking awesome, which mm. it does, mm. it makes me go, why the fuck am I spending 750 bucks on a PS5? Damn. You know, when... I mean, I've got a P- an Xbox Series X coming as well. Yeah. But, like, if I'm a person who's only pre-ordered a PS5 and I'm seeing all this fucking cool-ass shit about Xbox exactly. Series X and seeing nothing about PS5, I'd be second-guessing. Mm. And, yeah, we've got Horizon and Spider-Man and all these other fucking games coming. Yeah. By the way, still coming to freaking PS4. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales is going to PS4. Sackboy's right. coming to PS4. Yeah. Horizon's coming to PS4. Demon Souls, like... Pfft, yeah. Oh, you won't get Demon Souls on fucking Xbox. <laughs> I had Demon still, Souls twenty years ago. Demon Souls looks really fucking. <laughs> oh, good. It don't fucking get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah. a fucking system selling yeah. brand new game, it's still a remake. It has mm-hmm. the word remake exactly. Like it doesn't have it in the title, but we all know what it is. It's very little, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Like Demons remake Souls. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't know a release date for Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Um, which is the other one that looks really fucking good. And if that comes to PS4 as well, you're like, well, what the fuck? Exactly. How are you going to try and tell me 
that these games are made specifically for the PS5 if they can still come out on the mm. PS4. Yeah. And yes, there's optimization and ray tracing and all that bullshit, but like fucking seriously, yeah. if you want to fully optimize a game for the PS5 and you want to go down the path of first party exclusives of why you should buy this system, then don't be releasing them on the previous system. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you have to take a hit on the sales if you do that, but like, how are you going to well, push... Well, now that they don't have the amount of consoles... Yeah, you know, but how are you going to push that message of like, mm. here's why you should buy a PS5 yeah. if the games... It's the same reason that we were shitting on Xbox to begin with because we were like, why would we buy that when the first two yeah, years yeah, all the games exactly. are coming out? And yeah. now I'm like, fuck all that. Yeah, It's just a better system to I play on. I just want the fast loads. But we haven't mm. seen any of that from the PS5. Exactly. And yes, it probably has it and well, yes, I mean, all that. You know, we are getting pissed off about it because we don't know anything, but yeah, there could the... also be part of the game plan from PlayStation to go, yeah, maybe. All right, let's let Xbox tell them their little bits about fucking loading and all, <laughs> you know, quick releases and all the bullshit, fucking. And then we'll just smash them with some amazing news that yeah. is going to just mean everybody goes, Why the fuck am I even looking at an Xbox? Yeah. You know, PlayStation will and only be the only system. Yeah. Maybe. They or they're just going to keep quiet and then come out and go, uh, we've made all of our cords bright blue. <laughs> you know? Like, it could be yeah. just a nothing. But yeah. it, I I get the feeling, I kind of have the want that there's something coming. Yeah. And it needs to be something that's going to make us go, damn. Yeah. The thing that puts me sort of not believing that that's going to happen is because... The whole of 2020 has been PS5 chasing Xbox. Yeah. Xbox have been talking, PS5 have been quiet. Yeah. They, you know, they did their E3 sort of June reveal thing with all the games and everyone was like, whoa, fucking Master Blow, yeah. fucking you're killing it, Xbox yeah. is shit. And then they went completely silent again and Xbox mm. were like, cool, we weathered that blow. Yeah. Continue just Guess dominating what? the fucking market. We're even going to delay Halo, so get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Sony were like, yeah, well, we've got fucking Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, all the, like, Horizon. Mm. And then they just saw, like, went like, oh, yeah, it's also coming to PS4. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that's, like, fully dishonest because yeah. they were putting out that those games were going to be PS5 exclusives exactly. and then they're like, nah, just also here. Mm. So... Read the fine print. <laughs> it makes me think, like, if that's the way that they're going to treat the consumers by... Yeah misleading them basically yeah then I don't is lying misleading (laughs) (laughs) is misleading lying (laughs) Um, but yeah I just it's it's not looking good for their Mm. launch whatever the fuck I mean maybe they've got something super cool maybe the PS5 is going to be the most fucking unreal system and all the custom architecture is going to make it Mm. like destroy the Xbox but Maybe they'll deliver them by drones and you get to keep the drone. <laughs> Maybe it is a drone. Ooh. <laughs> well, we anyway. don't know because I haven't said anything. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's lots to talk about with this stuff and we could go on for yeah. fucking ever. The other thing that um, we recently did, or Matt recently did, he's been taking a little bit of credit for it, um, is he asked EB Games directly if they were going to be doing a midnight launch. Yeah. And they basically came back and said, haven't really thought about it yet. Um, yeah, they're like, we're not, not. too sure. Um, I think it's too early to tell because of COVID stuff. Yeah. Like, there could be a second wave and everyone's in, in their homes for Christmas, which would suck dick. Not but f- for Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. 
<laughs> but um, so EB Games, I think if they're going to do any midnight midnight launches, it'll probably be announced within two or three weeks of the actual, yeah. which is still two or three weeks away. That's right. Um, mm. But yeah. But it also comes down to when are they getting their shipments? Like, well, yes, we have a release date. Yeah. But if they don't even know at this point when they're getting them, yeah. like when do they hit Australia shores? When do they go well, into have their all warehouses? Their like, they'd know what was going yeah. to happen. They'd but... know who's picking up from which stores, how many people are yeah. going to be there. But they're also like, I think because of so many, like, you know, this PlayStation thing with Walmart and all that stuff is a perfect example of it. Retailers have become so large, some of them just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. And oh, you're not going to sell break at Walmart? Street yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think they're going to get to the point where, you know, it's like, well, we're going to have trucks delivering them to your stores. Here's your pallet for your store yeah. at 11 o'clock at night. So, yes, you can do a fucking launch at midnight if you want. But you probably want to wait until your store opens the next day yeah, anyway. To unpack and get ready. Yeah. I don't um, think they'll do that. I don't think so either, but I think there's so many out there now that are kind of just going, Well, you know what? Yeah. Fuck, we have to take into consideration that yes, we need these retail outlets. Yeah. But some of them are fucked and they're gonna sell early if yeah. we don't take some control out of it. Um yeah, true. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean I hope there's a midnight launch just because I want to get my I love staying awake I just want to get my Playstation so that I have it with the PS4 I didn't even play it I got Mm. it at the midnight launch went home plugged it in went to bed got up the next day and I was awake boom it's there Yeah. and that's what I want to do again because I don't want to be staying up all night I'm too old for that shit (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go get it go home plug it in so it's ready maybe turn it on maybe turn it on do a little quickie video of the load screen being like I got my PS5 bitches (laughs) and then go to fuck to sleep (laughs) and wake up in the morning and I'll be like sweet fresh make a coffee Spider-Man go to work come home there's there's no fucking way I'm going to work that day (laughs) I haven't requested the time off yet but you know it will happen yeah I'll be like look I've got an important appointment yeah I've got a a really bad uh, cough yeah can't you tell (laughs) I've been text just gotta go do go do some work at home yeah that's right but yeah so I am hoping that there's a midnight launch but even if there isn't like I've got a countdown on my home screen on my phone to 9am on launch day when EB Games opens there you go so I mean hopefully I'll be picking it up when my countdown still says 9 hours remaining but who who knows so look, we do have a couple of games to chat about as well, um, and we've got some more that we have not written down that we're going to chat about yet because we need to have a little bit more time to play them. Um, I'm going to kick straight off with because we, we basically got a fully remastered game, uh, Mafia Three. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mafia One, Mafia, oh, Mafia Definitive One. Edition. That's yeah, it's right. the original game. Yeah. Um, and I've been playing Crash Bandicoot four. Four. It's about time. It, it is about time. <laughs> um, Crash Bandicoot has been a staple of my gaming for a long time. Yeah. Um, you and like every console game. Yeah. And we're talking like this review is going to be about Crash more than it's going to be about the actual game. Yeah. Um, but. You know, Crash itself has been... Uh, first came in September 96. 
Yeah. So we're talking about a very old, very well-founded game. Um, basically, the first three titles were pumped out really quickly by Naughty Dog. Yeah. And it's what made Naughty Dog the fucking massive entity that they are now. Yeah. And very, it's very kind of sad amazing. that they don't get to be the ones that make Crash 4. Yeah. Yeah, I is, think so too. Yeah, but like ever since Activision took over the... Um, the title, yeah, the, they the own it IP, now. yeah. Mm. But in saying that, um, the company that has brought it out is called Toys for Bob. Yeah, those fuckers. They are fucking great at what they do. They have money. Yeah. They got that Skylander money. Exactly. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, they did, um, obviously, Skylanders, you mentioned. Um, they did Madagascar 1 and 2, which I remember playing a long time ago yeah. as well. Garbage. When the first movies came out. Still <laughs> fun. Still fun games. Um, they made uh, Disney Extreme Skate and Tony Hawk Downhill Jam. As yeah. just a couple of, like... You know, older games that they developed and they yeah. they made. So they really went like they, you know, they're one of those companies that did a lot of um, licensed shit. Yeah, and then um, Activision went to them and said, "Hey," or maybe they went to Activision and said, "Hey, you've got the Spyro yeah. IP. What if we make this thing called Skylanders with these toys?" That's right. And I reckon we can make Buku bucks. And they did. And then they did, and then they released a bunch more. I think mm-hmm. they they made um, didn't they do the Spyro? Did they do the Spyro remaster as well? I don't think they did the I, Crash remaster. No, they actually did um, Crash Insanity trilogy on the Switch. Oh yeah, they did but, the Switch version. Yeah, they only did the Switch version. They didn't do the actual yeah you know, full remastering of the the others. Yeah, um, that was actually Visceral Games. Yeah, that did that. They remade from the ground up. The Naughty Dog titles, one, yeah, two, and three. three. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they sent all of the assets over to Toys for Bob to make Crash 4. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, Crash has been coming out for a long time as well. Like, there's those those three major titles that were first built. Yeah. Um, and they're still good games. Like I said, 2017 Visceral Games. Um, yeah. Sorry, Vicarious Visions, not Visceral. Yeah. Um, they actually remade it, which is you know twenty years since the originals came out. Yeah, and, and that game sold like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, I mean, um, I know people who are fucking like fringe gamers, and they were picking up the Insane Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, because so, it was well made. Yeah, and they were very, very good games. Apparently, I was just reading this the other day. Um, Crash Bandicoot was actually supposed to be the like the this what eventually kind of became Sackboy on the PlayStation uh, Four. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be the the PlayStation um, icon, icon like yeah. you know Mario and and Sonic. Yeah, um, never really happened because you know people kind of like what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, um, it's, it's like Australian it's almost like Sonic thing. Yeah, Sonic with Sega, and you're like. Mm. But it's it is not as like, iconic anywhere not, near not, Mario. Exactly. Yeah. But it is like when you think Sonic, you think Sega. Yeah. You just do. Yeah. Um, but when you think movie. Crash Bandicoot, you know, you don't really like. You go, yeah, I played on the PlayStation, but you don't go, that is PlayStation. Yeah. You know oh, it's I mean? only because the I, the IP got let go. I yeah. Know, when did, did that? Do you yeah. know? Did you make a note of when that happened? Um, no. No, not when it was actually released to the other consoles, but I think it was... 
like 96, 97 and 98 were yeah, the first PS3. three. Yeah, one Yeah. Um, and, and it was literally Crash Bandicoot, Cortex Strikes Back in 97 and Warped came out in 98. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in 2001, when the next one came out, which was The Wrath of Cortex, that then became on other consoles. Yeah. So it was only really exclusive to them for four years. Yeah. And yes, three fucking massive games came out. Yeah. But it was only a small amount of time. I remember when um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale came yeah. out and mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, Crash has got to be on it because he's iconic PlayStation yeah. from a, back in the day. And that never came to pass. No. Because they couldn't, I don't think they could make a deal with Activision. But then shortly after that was like the Insane Trilogy, yeah. fucking everything came out that was, yeah. you know, they've revitalized the IP. And they have, yeah. And, and it's been good timing, like looking at the way it's, it's happened. Um, the last actual real crash game was Mind Over Mutant, I think it was, um, which was like just before 2010. So it would have been maybe eight or nine. Yeah. Um, and wasn't a great game in any stretch of the imagination. It was okay, but it wasn't that good. And that's kind of been the last actual platformer of, of Crash since. Yeah. So 12 years. Yes, we've had the full remake since then and stuff like that. But that's a long time between drinks for... Mm. When you look at the first three games came out within a two and a half year period, that's pumping games out. You know? yeah. And then all of a sudden they've taken this... But we've also seen it's a bit him, different back in the old days, though. Oh yeah, but we've also seen him, you know, crash in team racing, Nitro Circuit, uh, tag team racing. Yeah, um, they've used the fucking. They've used the idea they've used a, lot. It a lot. Yeah, and those were fun games too. You know, like the just like Mario Kart. You know, still fun games. Yeah. So not not as great as the actual game itself, but anyway, to get into. It's about time. Yeah. This game is beautiful. It really is. As soon as you turn it on, it's vibrant, it's bright, it's got depth to it that you've never really seen from other games like Crash before. Yeah. Um, They've... If you go from like the old Nintendo kind of Mario games to the new Nintendo Mario games... Yeah. There's a lot that's changed and they're a lot more vibrant, they're a lot more colourful and all those types of things, but they're still very much made in the same kind of vein, you know, that that same blockiness, the same, you know, kind of pastel yeah. colours. Um, Crash has changed in this way to me because it, it looks, although it, it still looks 100% like a Crash game, yeah. don't get me wrong, it just has gone up a full notch in regards to how pretty it looks like there's there's no longer the linear kind of style that it used to be like you yeah. can you can even use your um your right stick to move the camera around slightly not a lot but yeah. a little bit um which i thought was pretty cool because now there's literally you know it's not just side scrolling um, you know not the crash ever was 100% a soul you know side scrolling but yeah. there is large sections of this game that are still you know from left to right finish the mission yeah but now there's a lot more up and down there's a lot more left and right there's a lot more forwards and backwards 
Um, so the level design has definitely it's, gone up a yeah, notch. Yeah, massively increased. And it should. I mean, you know, we're talking yeah. 20 years since the original yeah. games. But they've done a fucking great job of it. It's very hard. Um, yeah. One of the things that ha- makes it so difficult, and I'm glad they did this, but when you do jump, because it's more of a 3D kind of environment, you have the little circle on the ground of where your character is. Yeah. Because there's a shitload of jumping onto platforms, of course, yes. being a platformer. Yeah. Um, and in this, and it's always been a part of the Crash games, but you earn your kind of currency or your, your gems yeah. by collecting things. So you've got to try and collect, you know, break all the boxes, collect all the Wampa fruits out of them. Yeah. Um, the more Wampa fruit you collect, the more lives you get. Um, you also get gems now for, well... Right at the very start of the game, you actually get given the option of how to play the game. Do you want to play it retro or modern? Yeah. Um, there's a slight difference between the two of them. It doesn't change the game, but it's basically how you earn your points. So the retro is, you know, you just collect points and you do the normal kind of things. Um, they've dialed that up on the, the modern where it's more about, um, you know, a, a percentage of the Wampa Fruit in every level will give you the ability to get an extra uh, gem. Oh, um, uh, yeah. You know, there's so much more to it in regards to how yeah, they've yeah, made yeah. it more difficult. And and replayability as well. Yeah, and by doing that, it actually creates a hell of a lot more stress on yeah. how you play the game because to get the, the biggest gem out of every level is that you have to get all of the boxes. So if you're trying to go through quick or you yeah. want to avoid TNT... Yep then you're going to fuck it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And there's some parts where you get to and you go, holy fuck, how do... Like, I can see in the background, way up there, there's a box. How the fuck do I get anywhere near that? Yeah. And then you've tried multiple different ways to get to different things and, you know, you go backwards and then you get stuck and you die and then, you know, I think there was each level you can only die two or three times or you miss out on the gem. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah two or three. Mm, so there's lots of different ways now that you can play the game and it gives it... Or you can just run through it and have yeah. fun and not give you a fuck about all that You don't have to care about stuff. all that extra shit. Yeah, but yeah. if you want to go and be the completionist to get all the gems in every single level, yeah. you're going to be playing it for a fucking yeah. long time. And I actually, from what I've played of it, I really appreciate that as well, although mm. it is fucking frustrating. It is, yeah. And that's the kind of thing that makes me stop playing a game as well because when yeah. you're like... You spend so much time trying to beat each level 100% that by the time you've got to like halfway through the game, you've been playing it for more than double what yeah, the exactly. whole game should be, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that they've done, which I, I don't remember from many of the old ones anyway, um, is the more control over being able to, uh, like they have sections that you press, uh, I think it was R2. Um, and they make blocks disappear and reappear. So it's oh, like yeah. a time warp type thing. Mm. So you can press a button and you know the next level will appear. So you jump on it and then you jump up to where the silhouette of the next one is and then and you press, press the it button. again yeah. and the next one pops in and the other one pops out. Yeah, um, that's good game design as well. Yeah, just and adding. They've done it to a point where it's, it, it is such a critical part of the game's mechanics yeah. that you can't not use it constantly. 
um, which to me is really good. Like I, I get pissed off when I play a platformer game and they come up with something like that and it's good. Yeah. And then they just use it very infrequently or very yeah. randomly. Some games like you use a, a new feature once and then it never, and then it never really like, happens again. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there's the other good part of this. And I did mention before the, the gems and the, as a currency, mm. um, yeah, there's the ability to use that currency to unlock and basically buy skins. Yeah. And there's a lot of skins. So during the game, at any stage, pretty much you can change from Crash to Coco, who's his sister. Um, they're almost identical, really. Yeah. Um, except Coco does some pretty cool like karate kicks and stuff like that, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got, I think... I, I didn't actually count them, but um, I think there's about 20 or maybe 25 costumes each. Yeah. Um, and they vary, you know, from all, all across the games that have been made and remade um, to new skins that you can just purchase. Um, yeah. The good thing is there is no, absolutely no, and they've come out and, uh, yeah, the, the developers have come out and said there will be no microtransactions whatsoever in this game yeah so you play the game to earn the money to buy the things that are yeah. not going to change the game but can make it a little bit more fun yeah which is fucking refreshing yeah you know? if you're the kind of person who likes to just drop the cash to have all the skins ahead of time then you're going to be sadly disappointed yeah but at the same time like it, it's so refreshing as I, I would have been pissed off if they'd done this within Crash yeah. Because Crash to me is, it's iconic, it's family friendly, it's fun, it's supposed to be large sections of it taken with a grain of salt, you know, like there's, yeah. there's a real tongue in cheek to this kind of game, but it's it holds a real special part of my gaming history. Yeah. And I love it in a way. I don't want to make out with it. <laughs> I, I would if I had to, but you know, anyway, um, but I would have been pissed off if they'd done this yeah. and put my tra- microtransactions in and fucked the, um, the I guess, the history yeah. that it holds in a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. So I'm glad that they've well, stuck, that's what, stuck um, to that. Commander Keen, which is a fucking old school game, mm. Bethesda announced a mobile version of it at their thing, E3, maybe last year, I think. Oh, yeah. And it's a mobile game mm. and it's just packed full of in-game app yeah. in-app purchases. purchases and you're like fuck man like yeah. you just that was a fucking it. game that I played as a kid on my PC that's right and now it's this like and it's not even the same game now, just using the IP like a whore. yeah it's just yeah. using the IP to sell fucking in-game exactly shit, yeah. which is gross but anyway look it Crash is fun it's frustrating it's everything that Crash should be plus all the upgrades that you probably would have expected for 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's everything that it should be. Uh, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Just, just the, I don't know, that feeling that you get when you put a game back in that you haven't played in a long time and you hear the music load. Yeah. You just kind of go, fuck yeah, there's a lot of history behind this and I have a lot of emotion for this kind of title. Yeah. And I'm really it's happy to get it. Um, I was close. I, you know, there was other people around. So I was Pooky like, pants. Oh, I just got something in my eyes. Both of them at the Fuck same off. time. Fuck off! <laughs> I'm not crying, you fuckhead. 
You're going to be crying if you don't shut up. <laughs> Pretty much how it went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, fuck, it's a game, dude. I mean, I assume it's a five out of five. Uh, it is a five out of five for me. I mean, there's probably, to be honest, there's probably, you know, if it didn't have that iconic feeling and that love and that you know, yeah. real respect, it would probably be a four and a half out of five. But it's crashed. They didn't fucking break it. They kept it going. Yeah. And they've done a great, you know, new kind of, you know, yeah, but faithful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked with it. So Sweet. that's me in a Perfect. nutshell. Well, speaking of faithful uh, sort of creations of re- recreations of games, um, moving into the Mafia Definitive Edition mm. um, review, basically... Uh, it's a ground-up remake of the original game. So the original game came out in 2002. Um, and 2K have decided to get Hangar 13, who are the developers who made Mafia 3, to do this remake. Mm. And they've just, like, nailed it. It's probably one of the best remakes of a game. I mean, talking about full remakes, there hasn't been that many. Yeah, You know, you've got, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is... A weird one because mm. that's almost not even the same game anymore. Yeah, it's not even a full remake. Like they're doing it in sections and yeah. stuff. Like but they've really added weird. in extra shit and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. you've got like Demon's Souls, which is a full remake coming out on PS5. Which we're yet to get our hands yeah. on, fucking so or know anything about. So the original Mafia, um, I'd never played the original Mafia game. I played Mafia Two and Mafia Three, mm. and I really loved them, but I never played the original. Yeah. Uh, so it's set in the 1930s. It follows you play as Tommy Angelo, who was a cab driver who just by chance, and to push the plot board, had a couple of mobsters bail him up and get him to drive him. Oh, and yeah. It was like a car chase. Cool. And then he becomes a made man eventually and he joins the family and all that kind of stuff. So that's over the course of the 1930s. You play as Tommy, Tommy in the city of Lost Heaven. Of course. And, uh, which I feel like surely that's got to be like a Los Angeles, because that's like Mm. Lost Heaven. Maybe New Haven? I don't know. But anyway, uh, you play as this guy and you become a mafia mobster dude and you do some fucked up shit. And um, what the remake is really good for is that it brings the gameplay to modern standards. Yeah. Which is important. Oh, yeah. The cars and stuff can still drive a bit Oddly, yeah, but they are 1930s cars, so it feels right. Yeah, and once you get the hang of it, you can handle it. Yeah, um, as with the other mafia games, it has the system where, like, if you're speeding, the cops will go after you and stuff like that, which is more intense sort of cop attention than you would get from like a GTA or something. Yeah, yeah, the um, the core of the game remains the same. So it's the great original story of Mafia. Yeah. But then they've like the visual upgrades are so, it's like fucking beautiful. It's basically a 2020 open world game in terms of visuals. Yeah. Um, But also sort of done in a style that suits the theme. They're like 1930s style. Mm -hmm. All the cars look really great. There's like the lighting reflections on the cars and all that kind of stuff looks fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. They got all new voice actors and they do a, a perfect job. Oh, they just nail it. There's one character, Paulie, who I'm like, you're fucking annoying as fuck. But everyone else is great. <laughs> hey, yeah, Paulie, what are you talking about? Hey, come over here, guys. <laughs> wow. Well, they should get me on. That's pretty annoying. 
You shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, ever again. Yeah. So yeah, the voice acting's perfect. <laughs> Sound design's really good. The game feels fresh, mm. despite it being eighteen years old. That's the um, most important thing, really. Yeah, yeah, and it has so it has a classic difficulty mode, which um, sort of changes. You can change the car driving to more sim style, which makes driving so much fucking harder. Yeah, but there's yeah. a classic difficulty mode where the driving gets harder. Um, reloading, if you reload your guns when they still have bullets in them, you lose the bullets that were in there. Oh, that's good. So you've got to fucking spend all your games bullets. Don't do yeah. That. yeah. Um, the cops are on your t- case more. Wow. Enemies are, will kill you easier and mm-hmm. harder to take down, all that kind of stuff. So if you want a really like nostalgic version of the game that reminds mm. you of how fucking hard games were back in the yeah. day, yeah. then that's a good version for it. Mm. Um, and yeah, so. They should make a really real reality kind of one where, like, you know, people burst in your door and shoot you while you're playing your game. You, know, like... <laughs> you just get a sack over your head and you yeah. throw it, you get concrete they, boots. They throw you in the fucking river. But anyway, the interesting thing about this game in terms of comparing it to sandbox open world games that are out at the moment is that it's actually really linear. So that it's an open world, but when you play through the story, it's like each chapter, there's. 10 chapters, I think, or 15 chapters or something. Each one is like bookended with a title card, like a black screen and cinematics. So it starts and then you play through and then there's a cinematic and then a black screen and then it goes straight into the next chapter. So there's no like in-between chapters roaming around the world. Yeah. So if you just played through the campaign, you really miss out on a lot of the stuff that they've done to make the world look so good. Yeah. But on the flip side, it takes away all of the side quests and bullshit that are in games like GTA mm. and Mafia 3 and stuff like that. That, that take you 100 hours to play. Yeah. yeah. So you can actually play the Mafia Definitive Edition story in like 10 to 12 hours. That's and good. that's like unheard of in an open world game yeah. unless yeah. you only do main missions. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is nearly impossible to only do main missions. Yeah. Yeah. But... Even for the traveling and all that shit as yeah. well. Like it's, yeah. But it feels really not... Yeah, because well, it just cuts from scene to scene. That's that right. You just are where you need to be yeah. to yeah. start. Um, so, yeah, in that way, like it's really refreshing to play a game like that, even though it's such a old school mm. feeling to, yeah. to like not have that exploration. So but It's so old, it's new. Yeah. <laughs> but the original game had a free ride mode where if you finish the game then you got free you could free roam around the city so they've brought that back on this one except that cool. all you have to do is finish the first mission i think yeah and you get access to free roam or free ride where you can just explore the world and there's fucking collectibles everywhere that are like yeah. magazines and yeah um, there's these weird like fox statues and you see like a drawing of a fox on the wall and then wherever that is there's like a statue around it that you've got to find it's fucking weird <laughs> So, but yeah, so you can explore the world and stuff, but it doesn't feel as um, alive as a world of like GTA or something where there's constantly things happening Mm. and side quests popping up and like, you know, you play Red Dead Redemption 2 and you're riding along on your horse and you see someone getting attacked on the side of the road, that kind of thing. Where this is really um, just for you to kind of fuck with the police or find the collectibles or just mm-hmm. explore the world if you want to. Um, also, like collecting all the cars and stuff like that. It's not 
yeah, it's not quite as thrilling as like a GTA open world, but it's a nice way to spend a bit more time. If you've played the 10 to 12 hours of the game and you want to just explore a bit more, there's little like cool, interesting things around the place to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think it's a really good remake. I think 10 to 12 hours is a great amount of time to be playing a game. Yeah. Because it you finish it really quickly and you get to ex- experience the whole story. Yeah. Um, the tail end is a bit of a rush to the end, but it was in the original game as well. Well, that's so, good. they didn't try and fix something. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wish they had done a little bit more to, to flesh out the ending because it goes from like you're doing jobs for the Dawn to like you're on the run. Oh, okay. You know, and then yeah. at the end, you die. Spoiler alert. Oh. Um, in Man, a cutscene... I've had 20 fucking years to play this game <laughs> and I haven't played it yet and you're well, going to ruin the ending the, for me. The thing about it is that in Mafia 2, when you get towards the end of the game, um, you're on this mission and it's like, before you go and do this, we need you to go to this house and kill this guy and read out this message. And you go up and your guy shoots old mate. He goes, are you Mr. Angelo? He goes, yep. Shoots him with a shotgun uh, after saying Don Salieri sends his regards. And if you hadn't played Mafia 1, you'd be like, okay, random guy just got killed, cool, whatever. But that clip is the exact same clip from Mafia 1. And because they've remade it, the original was all blocky and shitty. And the characters look different and everything. Mm -hmm. But now, because they've done Mafia 1 Definitive Edition, Mafia 2 Remastered, and Mafia 3 all in a trilogy pack... Yeah. They've used the same visuals, so... Oh, that's cool. Your character from Mafia 2 is the same exact character in Mafia 1 that kills him. Wow. So it, like, links all the story together. Yeah. So that's a cool little touch. That, that they've, is. They've remastered that in that hmm. way um, and got Vito from number two, <laughs> the same character model. So, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. But overall, I think it's a good game to pick up. And definitely, if you've never played the Mafia games and you're into open world games or you're into mobster mm. genre stuff, yeah. it's worth checking out. And 10 to 12 hours is not that bad. Some yeah. of the some of the level designs are a bit frustrating, but in general, it feels very modern and feels good yeah. to play. So I give that a four out of five. There you go. And uh, that's it. That is it. Um, just received an email about um, FIFA 21 coming out tomorrow. So obviously this Uh, is the Monday. Um, So we might even be able to talk about that one on our next podcast Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Spencer, you know, speaking of FIFA 21, there was a freaking ad uh, I saw on Reddit. It was a photo of an ad in a magazine. And it was, you know, one of those ones at the bottom of the page where it's like, step one, get this, step two, get this, step three, you know, those ones. And it said, um, how to succeed in FIFA. Wow. And it was like, step one, buy the game. Step two, load it up, blah, blah, blah. Step three, buy packs with FIFA points. Wow. And it was like in a kid's magazine. Wow. Yeah. So uh, they ended up, EA had to like pull that ad from their advertising and stuff like that. That makes me angry. Yeah. yeah. Such like aiming at kids. Go- and it's not like buy packs with your coins that you get in game. Yeah, exactly. It's specifically FIFA points, which you can only get by buying them with real money. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Hey, kids, go and spend your money on microtransactions. Yeah. At least they probably took out the one in the middle that said, 
borrow mum or dad's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. That is our episode for this week, uh, fortnight month. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who can say? Exactly. The, the future is a mystery to us all. <laughs> we don't have a crystal ball. Uh, <laughs> So thanks for listening. Uh, if you've got any comments or want to hear about anything or talk about anything or, or just tell us to shut up, you can email us at... <laughs> podcast at dropbeargaming.com or send us messages on the facey link thing uh, or the tweets. Um, <laughs> Hit us up on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, go straight to um, yeah, Insta photo stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hit us up on or, ICQ or AOL instant or messenger. Or interest. <laughs> pin interest. <laughs> Cool. Give it a go. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Bye. Bye.